welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken. And my name is Deborah Moore, and we are your hosts. And today for episode two, we have the amazing Adriana. She's one of my friends from El Salvador. She's currently living in Lehigh. Married to her darling soulmate. Aww. She has three kids who love to eat and one crazy dog that she rescued a couple years ago. She's a stay-at-home mom, but she calls herself a Spanish chef and a teacher mom. Um, and the funny thing she was mentioning is that she's afraid of heights, but she always seems to find herself on the edge of a cliff. <laughs> what, is that, what does that mean? I think in every part of my life <laughs> that applies, but mostly literally. <laughs> it happened to be like at a cliff even even just like that other time that we went rock climbing I was like, oh. I was like I have to do it I'm already here well I wanted she I was going to share a few stories with us um first we wanted to hear about this experience so you're originally from El Salvador but um you found yourself on the coast of Maine. Tell us how you got there, first off. So when you, before, I'm going to interrupt real quick. Before the coast of Maine, though, since you said, like, born in El Salvador, uh -huh. does that mean you were in the States for a while and then you went back, or...? So I was born there, and then I lived there till I was 10. Oh, okay. And then we... I, get, I didn't know, but our visas were put in as soon as I was born. And it took 10 years for it to... Wow. For it to be that wow. we, I didn't know my whole life I was waiting for this. I had no uh -huh. idea. So one day my mom's like, the visas are done, let's go. So we packed everything and we moved to San Francisco, which was pretty cold. <laughs> <laughs> Very foggy, but that's how we got to be here. Oh, that's nice. Maybe not in Utah, but in the United States. Yeah, oh, very cool. <laughs> right. And so then when you went, so the, so. The coast, I was in high school, and they put us in, in high school, they put us through this program called Hour Bound. So they pretty much send you wherever you want. But I decided to go, because I thought, okay, sailing sounds really easy. I just sit on the boat and do nothing. Mm -hmm. But it was a lot harder than I thought. Most of the time, there wasn't that much wind, so we oh. had to row a lot. Yeah, and, uh, and I don't remember if you already mentioned how many people were on the boat. They were, I'm trying to remember exactly, but there were at least 10. We mm. had uh, two um, instructors, okay. and they took us rock climbing and hiking and um, what else, just sailing, learning how to sail. And then there were a bunch of us kids. <laughs> like boys and girls uh -huh. and every morning this is the most memorable but every morning we had to dip in the water because we were stinky <laughs> so we had to put on the, the bathing suit from the day before that was still wet because it was cold and jump in the main freezing water uh -huh. oh. no no shampoo we we're trying to keep it you know earth friendly so there's no shampoo there's no washing there's yeah. no shaving there's nothing I'm like ah <laughs> and I know I had that hair growing there but <laughs> So it was, I don't know, special because we're like teenage girls and boys and all together. And, and, and but the most, in, the most, uh, the thing that struck me most is how much we just thought of survival out there. Like maybe the first week we're like, oh, I care about, then you don't care. All I could think about was like, I want to eat, I want to sleep. 
Mm. And it was a pulling boat, so there's no underneath. I don't know how you call it on the boat. There's no, no like place to sleep. It was just like oh, a boat. Oh, yeah. Well, you slept on the deck. We slept on the deck. We put the mm. oars together and just like a little mat and just like, you know, huddled. Whoa, out under the stars? Under the stars every night. Mm -hmm. And we each took an hour a night to watch, night watch. Uh -huh. Okay. Because our boat was so small, there's no radar, there's nothing. So if a bigger boat came, it would just, you know, take us. Oh, yeah. So people had to watch. And if a boat came, we had to signal the length of our boat with a light. Uh -huh. Like, don't take us over. In the beginning, I just hated waking up. You know, somebody would come and, like, nod you to wake up. But later, it was just the most beautiful time of night where it was just, like, alone you in the open water. It was just beautiful. Oh. And I remember thinking, okay, take a deep breath to take in the memory. So you remember mm -hmm. this, especially when my time was either sunrise or sunset or something. I was like, just remember, savor this moment, remember the sunrise and the sunset. <laughs> so that was one of my favorite things. And starving. I was so hungry <laughs> all the time. What, what did you guys usually eat when you were out there? So we were... I would I say 90% of the time we were like on the water, mm -hmm. you know, there's no, we stopped, we stocked up on fruits and veggies and normal food, I guess. Uh huh. And so every night we would cook, but it just never seemed like it was enough food. I was always like, I need calories because <laughs> we were rowing for hours yes. and sailing and. Wow. Yeah, and I guess they probably couldn't have too much, like, physically, because, you know, you can't have too much on the boat. It was or tight. It's gonna weigh it we each had, like, a bucket, you know, those, like, screw lid buckets uh -huh. for our belongings. Which I pretty much had the same t-shirt for a month. <laughs> <laughs> that you're washing off in, just, in the water. Yeah, I mean, we had to dip every morning. I don't know how we did that, because imagine, like, changing. There's no space. Like, arm length was, like, the most space between you and people so you were mentioning that you spent some time on shore with some excursions and yeah. I understand that you said you did a day survival experience tell us about that okay so then they prepped us and they say okay guys we're gonna leave you on this part of the island by yourself here's a bag of nuts and a block of cheese <laughs> and they gave us a tarp and two ropes and they said you're gonna need to figure out a shelter because you're sleeping here uh-huh and so I was like, oh, how do we do it? You know? And you didn't get any training, right? No, and I mean, maybe teenagers. we're just kids. Even uh -huh. if they did, we're like, blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> nobody's paying attention. And so I was like, how can I build a, how can I build a shelter? Like, I have to sleep here. It has to be enough for me to be able to sleep. And uh, I just remember like, okay, do I need to ration my food? Am I going to be okay with this bag of nuts and, you know, water? And they said, we'll be back tomorrow to refill your water you know mm -hmm. but the first thing I thought of was okay I need to make a hole in the ground so I can go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah. and then I put sticks so I would know it like if it was in the night I wanted to guide myself to the hole <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was important <laughs> no toilet paper nothing so I was like oh but if you think about it being alone completely no self nothing there's no no technology it was the longest 24 hours of my life because you're just there with your thoughts. Mm. And I remember like making a drum set and just like screaming into the woods, like, you know, making music and thinking, don't go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you learn a lot being like by yourself, yeah. thinking of 
your thoughts. I was like, I've never been alone with my thoughts for this long. Oh, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. And somehow I managed to make a shelter. How did you make your shelter? So I remember now that we did the, you know, the, I just tied two points to a tree. And then to like two corners of the tarp? Two corners of the tarp. Okay. And then had, and then I, I put rocks or something on the four, on the other four. And I ended to up like cutting a rope because it was just like two ropes and I needed more rope. So I just cut it somehow with like a sharp rock. And now that I know, I was like, I made it too tall. So I had a bunch of little bugs there with me. <laughs> so maybe I should have made it, you know, more to me, you know, a little shorter. You mean like closer well, to the yeah. ground? Closer to the ground. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. it was pretty tall. I was like, mansion. <laughs> but I was pretty proud of it because later they took pictures of all of our shelters. And I was like, well, look at mine. It looks like a house. Uh-huh. <laughs> what did the other people do? Some like, people what? just tied the four corners up. So it was just a roof. Mm-hmm. No oh, side. Okay. And I can't remember if it rained. I wanna say like I wanna say it drizzled. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember like not sleeping that night. I was like, what if a bear comes and gets me? I mean, they left us in an island, yeah. like a teeny tiny little island. So they knew, okay, there's no wildlife that's gonna eat you. But still, I was like, oh, what if something comes? And then the, the woods were so dense that I couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. I could see myself, and then I just thought, oh, I, can't, I can barely see enough, you know? So I wasn't really sure where I was or how to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it was really fun being with myself for that long. <laughs> oh, I bet. It long. <laughs> it, felt, it felt like days. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes this is a completely different experience, but just, like, I remember driving home from somewhere, and I had... I just finally turned off the mm-hmm. music. I was driving from Las Vegas to Salt Lake. And, again, very comfy situation. So, like, 180 from what you had. But I just was, like, thinking my thoughts. And I was just listening to my own thoughts. And, like, four of those hours out of the six, I was just thinking my thoughts. And it's interesting how that changes your perspective. I also remember mentioning that to my brother-in-law, Luke. And he was like, oh, no, I couldn't. Not even for an hour. <laughs> That's terrible! I feel like it's so good to be able to sit there with your thoughts. I mean, sometimes your thoughts go, like, spin away crazy, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you get these, like, really cool, like, inspirations and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You learn about you so much. Especially, I feel like, when you're a teenager, you don't... You're just still trying to figure out, okay, who am I? What's my place? I mean, even now. Mm -hmm. especially, Especially after motherhood, you're still like... Who am I? What's my, you know, what's my destiny? I'm not just going to feed these kids for me, you know? You just think, okay, who, what's my new self? Mm-hmm. So lately I've been thinking, I should do that. Just go and, like, take a day to just do yeah. not Just think with myself. Ah, that's really cool. It could cool. be beneficial. We should do that. We should mm-hmm. have something like that. That's another thing. Drop us yeah. off with a bag of nuts and a block of cheese. <laughs> Survive, you mamas! That's so funny because I... You can tell how different I am from Emily because my thought was like, I should totally do that to my children. <laughs> no, it helps. I, I, have, I have a 16-year-old and so, you know, it would be good. Send my 16-year-old. So. You appreciate so much. No, at the end of the trip, they said, okay, if we make it to this point by, like, a certain time of the day, uh-huh. there's a big barbecue waiting for you. Oh, wow. And we were like, oh, we're, we're going to do this. So we're rolling yes. and rolling. I'm just this skinny little, I was always, like, the smallest little one. 
and just struggling and struggling, and we get there, and then we had to run six miles, oh and then, God. I know, and then swim, and I remember looking down at the docks where we had to swim in the cold water, and there's lobsters crawling, like, underneath our feet, and I was like, I'm not jumping in that water, and I'm a terrible swimmer, like, I'm terrible, but one of the girls was a lifeguard, and I was like, could you please swim next to me? Because I don't want to drown. I mean, I was so weak. <laughs> and then we had just run six miles. So I was like, I don't know if I can do it. Like, can you, you know? And it, it bonded. Like, I still talk to these people. Mm-hmm. Like, we, it's been, I don't know how long, but we still have, like, one just had a baby. And I was like, oh. oh. And it's, it bonds you. And I think these, like, the mamas, too, it bonds you to, to women. Through suffering. Through suffering. <laughs> or through, like, look what Experience. I just did. We're like, yeah, look yeah. at each other, like, I just did this. Especially if you know, okay, you're afraid of this, and you did it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, wow. pretty cool seeing, seeing all of us youth, like, wow, you just climbed that. You're so scared of heights. Or mm-hmm. you, or you, we, uh, some of us had injuries, and we're like, wow, you overcame your injury, and you're able to, you know push through it yeah oh yeah that's so phenomenal and I mean yeah like you said those shared experiences where you're going through something you're seeing you're pushing yourself past what you think you can do mm-hmm. like your body oftentimes can do so much more than we give it credit for but our our minds are really good at either going I have to do that because they're doing it and we get injured because we push too hard mm-hmm. because of you know like Susan can climb up that I'm going to or whatever, or on the other side of the, but I don't want to, I'm not comfortable with that, I'm just going to sit here mm-hmm. like, and be safe, but like you said, like, but your body can actually do so much more, mm-hmm. yeah, and when you're pushed in those situations where, yeah, like a barbecue, I mean, that must have been like... That was all I could think of, <laughs> like food. I know, like after all and of that like, time. you can shower, so yes. we wouldn't go through the airport like being super stinky. <laughs> that first shower, I was like, wow. <laughs> I know. I feel like if you were ever in a point where you or your kids don't appreciate something, you just go go out in the mountains, go camp, because you'll come back being like, carpet. I love carpet. I love hot water. Warm water, yes, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Well, speaking of pushing yourself beyond your limits, we wanted to hear your second story um, about going down to El Salvador. You did an internship. Yes. Yeah. Kind of explain what brought you back to El Salvador, and I know there was dirt bikes involved, and... Oh, I know. So I'm from El Salvador, and I thought, okay, I have this summer where I can go do an internship during college, and I thought, okay, let's go home and do an internship with this program. And in the beginning, I was just going to be in their office, you know, trying to, like, learn where I could be. And then one of the dance teachers out in the rural areas broke his foot dirt biking through the communities so they're like if you want to you can take his place but you have to live there like Mm -hmm. you can't be in the city i mean just take hours to get over there yeah so i was like okay okay i guess i'll go live there in this random house where everybody all the teachers lived in the same house and what was it like what was the environment like out there Um, desert jungle it's jungly definitely Mm -hmm. always green Mm. a lot of mud a lot of rain and a lot of dirt (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so there's no where I was the communities maybe there's like a hundred people gathered in one little area and then another 200 in another area so it's just really small towns and there's no roads to connect them so that's where the dirt bikes came 
different. So I had a co-teacher that would come with me, and he was the one that knew how to drive. But it was kind of hard because he did soccer and I did dance, you know, for the youth. No, that's what you were teaching That's what I was teaching. I was teaching the youth um, dance. Like what kind of dance? We did a lot of um, mostly folklore. Is that how you say that? I don't know how to say it in English. Folk? Folk oh, like dance. folk dance. Folk dance. Okay. Okay. So we had the dresses and, you know, like the, the, the music that we dance over there. That's like, oh, okay. And then there's a deadline. At some point, we're going to have a big performance. You know, each town is going to have a big performance. All like, you know, stray. I was like, I don't, I dance for fun, but I don't dance. <laughs> I don't dance like, you know, to put on a show for the yeah. whole town. I was like, oh. But to get to each town, we had to drive. And he's like, you you need to learn because I sometimes have to be at this other place and I can't pick you up. And I was like, okay. So I started learning. Had you ever ridden a motorcycle before? No, I mean, I was always on a motorcycle because my father, he had a motorcycle. So always he, I would just nap on the motorcycle, you know, Mm -hmm. always there. He picked me up that way. Like Mm -hmm. in El Salvador or in the States? In El Salvador. Uh Uh-huh. Like when you were a kid. When I was like a baby, I still have pictures. They just, that was our transportation. There was Uh no cars. I was like, I never knew a car seat because we just, that's how we traveled. You know, here with my mom, just holding on to their life. just holding you while he's riding the Yeah, so he would pick me up. So I was always on a motorcycle, but I was never like, oh, let's learn. Yeah. So I started learning and it wasn't as hard as I thought. Um, but just this one, so we were going and finally he's like, okay. And the co-teacher was riding like in the same motorcycle, but behind mm-hmm. me so I could learn. And he's like, okay, there's a part where we have to cross this little Creek. And I was like, what? And it was coming right up. Like I could almost <laughs> see it. He's like, just don't stop. Just go right through. I was like, what? I mean, can you imagine like a little Creek? I was like, I mean, are we going to hydro? What's going to happen? I'm like, what? Yeah. So I wanted to slow down. When we got closer to it, I just panicked and I let go of the clutch mm-hmm. completely. Oh no! And so we just boom, we went fly. <laughs> At least we we're wearing helmets. Oh, because you like popped the clutch. Yeah. So the yeah. Whole bike so I stopped. You know when you even with your if you stall it, like I stalled it. it okay. Just, okay. It died itself. I don't know. And then mm-hmm. I, I lost control. And we just flew <laughs> into this creek. At oh. least, like, maybe the water gave us some cushion. I don't know. <laughs> With all the sharp rocks. But I had, like, my, my shoulder was just bleeding. My knee was bleeding. I was wearing shorts because it's, like, 100 degrees and humidity over there. And I was like, okay, I broke. <laughs> I'm broken. And uh, there was another teacher riding in front of us in another motorcycle, and he stopped. He's like, what happened? Like, we were all, you know. So we switch sides and we go back to the, we go back to the, um, to the house where we were. And they're like, we have to take you to the hospital. Like, we got to check if you broke something. And I was like, "Ah." So we go to the hospital and it's closed. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) The doctor was just, there's nobody there. There's no hospital there. What did the hospital look like? It, it's like a house. Uh Everything looks like a house that's been turned into something. So like Mm -hmm. a school. Or this, in this case, the hospital. I mean, I just thought, okay, if I can only make it to the hospital, yeah. I'll be okay. And it's closed. <laughs> oh, no. So there was no buses out. I mm-hmm. had to sleep. I just had to sleep like that. And I was the only girl. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to somehow take off my clothes and try to take a shower, you know, clean the wounds. 
You're like, I'm, oh, just, anything, oh. I'm just dying here. It's fine. <laughs> well, yeah. I was like, nobody can help me. Like, move. You know? Yeah. Like, for the move. I was like, okay. Do you think good. anything was broken or was it just bleeding all over your arm? I mean, or? it was bleeding all over my arm, but then it... Then I felt, okay, I feel bruised. I don't feel like I've totally broken myself. But I was like, I have to check it out. So to get out of this place, it's called Chalatenango. Mm -hmm. And this is where, like, most of the war happened, the Civil War in the mm -hmm. 90s. So that's why this place is so far behind. Oh, okay. Because whatever they did have was just, like, destroyed. Yeah. So they're still rebuilding. It's been, like, 20 years, but they're still rebuilding. Um... So I just waited all night till I got on the bus, three hours. And think of the bus how you think of like in the movies, like there's chickens, and you know that's yes. exactly how it is. Yes. And you're just like you know shaking back and forth. And oh, I finally made it to the city. Then my dad was in there to take me to the hospital. So I had to wait like another day. And I said, okay, oh. well I'm probably okay by now. And then in the night, he took me in the, almost like the middle of the night. He said, we have to wait because otherwise we'll wait for days. Like, we have mm -hmm. to wait till the middle of the night so we can take you to get x-rays. And I was sitting there, and I'm, like, looking over, and there's this inmate, this gang member. <laughs> and the police, so the police over there have these giant, like, 47s, like, the giant guns. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And they're just standing next to me waiting at night. And then I'm just like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, what am I doing here? I was like, if my mom found out. <laughs> but they x-rayed me and I was fine. So I guess it was just like the adventure of going. Nothing broke. <laughs> just bruised. I still have the scars to remind me, like, be careful when you get in that dirt. You do? For, yeah, like on your arm? and your. I have a scar here. And I have on a your knee? Scar on your right knee? Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. on her shoulder. Oh my god. On your right shoulder. <laughs> wow. That's pretty crazy. Do you tell your girls that story or do they No, not? sometimes I think, what do I tell them? I don't want them to be thinking they can ride motorcycles. But to be <laughs> honest though, being on the back of that motorcycle that summer was one of the most memorable things. Like that area has a lot of coffee plantations and corn mm -hmm. and the hills are just covered in those. Yeah. And it's beautiful. You're driving through these like, you know, Sometimes we would hang out, okay, we're going through a mud puddle. It's like, bah, bah, bah. lift your feet up so we're not dragging through the mud. You know, it's just like mm -hmm. motocross terrain. <laughs> like climbing cliffs and like, okay, if we're going to fall backwards, just jump out of the motorcycle. Okay. And now I'm thinking, no wonder the other teacher broke his foot, like riding this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty helter-skelter. That's funny. Would you ride a motorcycle again? Are you done? Or? No, I would I just need to not, I mean, someone needs to learn to teach you when you're not going to cross a creek mm -hmm. or you're going through this heavily, you know, with a lot of dirt you to slide. You know, there's got to be like a way to learn. Not, not so much pressure, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as you're coming up and almost like a afterthought. Oh, by the way. Plus also some bikes are like that bike was pretty heavy. I'm just mm -hmm. like this little skinny girl. I was like, I'm sure there's other <laughs> lighter bikes to get started on or, you know, lift. I could barely, like, keep it balanced. <laughs> well, I love how you said, like, it's like, even though it was crazy and you got hurt and all this sort of stuff, like, you had the best. I just love those kids. Yeah. I mm. love them so much. Aww. I had a necklace with little turtles. Uh-huh. And I told them, okay, this turtle is going to be named after you. Aww. And then this turtle will be named after you, you know? 
and these kids are like no shoes they, just imagine that's that's how it is yeah mm-hmm. and so but they live they live like some of the happiest lives i think they were mm-hmm. always happy they don't know they don't have the, the latest playstation you know what i mean yes. they don't think that they think they're in nature always their soccer fields are in the middle of the cattle they just you know makes you think what do you really need in mm-hmm. life to be happy yeah. yeah oh i love that that's yeah that's so so true oh that's only so us beautiful. that have things that we think we need those mm-hmm. we <clears throat> only we give them value to those things mm-hmm. but yeah. they don't they appreciate what they have yeah. well and I, I mean and it's it yeah it's sort of that there's this term, it's compare and despair, and it's because when we start comparing with other people, it's a lot easier to be like, well, but I don't have blah, blah, blah. But when you all have similar things, like you said, even though you don't have no, sh- you, you have no shoes, but you're also like, oh, but we're out, you know, outside, and it's gorgeous. Um, how much better um, that is when you're actually focusing on what you have instead of like, well, what do they have? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can all, yeah, that's definitely helped me as well to remember to be a lot more more grateful and just take that time like you said just to be like breathe it in no matter what we always have the outdoors no matter you know what other crazy things happen in life so that's beautiful that's well, true well, well thank you so thank much you. Well, thank you for so coming. grateful to have you adriana here and i just adore this woman so much we have been on not enough adventures, I think. <laughs> I'm always praying there or something. <laughs> Bye. Every moment, I just adore this woman. She's a great storyteller. So thank you so much for spending time with us. And that's it for today's adventure. Join us next time. And remember, a woman's place is in the mountains.